This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Adelone, Bruce Marshall, the Gold Sheet, and professional sports gambler Randy McKay. You know what it gets into October, and you got Tuesday, Wednesday, college football action is what we call it. So, hey, why not? Let's get into the action for this year. Um, Randy, let's start in the uh, West. And, the Toledo Rockets, their win total is eight and a half. Top recruiting class the past five out of six years. But, well, uh, is the head coach, how many times is the, the team with the highest win total in the conference on the hot seat in a lower conference like this? Jason Candle, yes, from all reports, he's got some pressure on him uh, this year. They have not won the division since 2017. They do have a lot returning, Randy. Yeah, and some people might want to know before we get started, you know, that the MAC is kind of a, you know, a lower league football. I mean, it's not the most exciting. It's tough to predict sometimes. Uh, but you get a lot of you get a lot of standalone games, which makes it really good for betting. So there's a lot of good betting opportunities for the MAC. And uh a lot of these times there's, you know, the Power 5s, you you get some uh, opportunity, good opportunity to bet against the Power Five teams when you got the MAC teams that uh, step up to play against them. So, as far as the T- Toledo Rockets go, I mean, this uh, Coach Kendall, he's still looking for his uh, first title. He's kind of had that kind of tough, uh, but he has 11 straight. They've been 11 straight bowl eligible. And they got 15 starters back, so they're. I mean, they're looking pretty good as far as that go. And their quarterback Finn is a dual f- threat. Um, they almost beat Notre Dame last year, which was a big game for them. And I see one bet on spot that I kind of like with Toledo. They play, uh, and you'll be getting a bunch of points, and they step up in conference. And the reason I like it, I like experienced coach and experienced quarterback. And they go to the big horseshoe to play uh, Ohio State on nine seventeen, And I believe uh, there's some betting value there. So I would look to uh, bet Toledo in that game, probably getting about – 35 points or so against uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Well, that, that's uh, it's it's dinosaur onions there. I mean, come on, Randy, that is uh, you got to take on the Buckeyes and that crew that they have on. But you talked about it. They they took the lead with uh, how how much late, uh, Bruce? I mean, it was like a minute, a minute and a half to go uh, in South Bend last year. Yeah. Oh, they could have won for sure. I mean, they they could have won that game. And Randy mentioned Finn. Really, a dynamic dual threat quarterback, and uh, you know he's a. I mean, he he is really good. But you're right, though, Candle. The expectations are higher here at Toledo. I mean, he succeeded Matt Campbell. We know how well he's done after he left. Uh, Gary Pinkle had coached here before. I mean, there's a lot of history recently here or in the last generation. 
they expect to win. And Candle, this is one Mac program that has got high expectations. That's why he's a little bit on the hot seat here. They want a little bit more than what they've been getting. Uh, but uh, maybe so this year. We'll see. Toledo uh, plus, uh, plus 300 at Bet Rivers to win the whole thing. Uh, and, yeah, they got a lot returning and uh, a lot of things in play. Notre Dame was a good team last year. And for them to – I think that was the Peacock game where it wasn't on a whole lot of uh, TVs. Yes. And, uh, that, that, that experimental game. So, uh, Miami uh, uh, plus 450 uh, to win the thing. Northern Illinois plus 550. Um, Bruce, let's talk about uh, Central Michigan, the other team in the West. Uh, number seven. Well, let's talk about Central Michigan and Northern Illinois. Both of them in the West with seven win totals. Uh, the nation's leading rusher, uh, Lou Nichols, Jr., uh, I'm sorry, Nicholas III is back after gaining 1848 on a whopping 341, uh, 341 carries. Their conference opener is at Toledo. How about that uh, to uh, start the conference play? Northern Illinois won the thing last year. Seven is their win total. Uh, former Michigan State uh, quarterback Rocky Lombardi is back for another year as they lose their top wide receivers. But their defense returns nine of 11 uh, like I said, uh, six and one, all close wins, six and one in one score games last year for Northern Illinois. Yeah, I think Northern might be an over pick here, and it's been bet up to seven. There were some six and a halfs out there earlier. Uh, Thomas Hammock, I thought that was a big breakthrough for him last year because I was a little bit questionable about Hammock coming in, where they've won a lot at Northern Illinois the last two decades. <clears throat> but he likes to run the football. I mean, this team finished fourth nationally. Uh, running the football last year, but Rocky Lombardi made the difference at quarterback. He gave them confident leadership, the Michigan State transfer. So they had a nice balanced offense last year, and they were able to run, and that's what Hammock's teams like to do. And I think they're going to be very, very uh, you know, interesting this year. Now, Decker, their top running back, transferred out to Memphis, but there's no shortage of runners, so they'll be fine. And Lombardi is back. Defense also has got most of the people back and some experience on the offensive line. So a schedule also sets up good late in the season. I think this is where you're going to see Northern Illinois make a run and get up to eight, eight or nine wins or so. So I, I would think Northern over there. I might go that way with Central, though the, the win total, I think Jimmy's a little higher there at 7.5 for Coach McElwain, our old friend. Listen, uh, at, at this level, he's quickly uh, propped up Central Michigan. As soon as he got there, he got them bowl eligible. We know what he did at Colorado State. Yeah, the last year at Florida kind of uh, went pear-shaped on him there, but uh, he didn't do too badly at Florida before that. McElwain's a good get here in the in the in the MAC, and I think he's on his way to rehabbing himself, and will be mentioned for some other jobs. I could see him moving back up uh, to perhaps even a Power Five job if he can win. If he can win big here, Lou Nichols, the nation's leading rusher. Can you believe that Central Michigan nation's leading rusher is back uh, this year uh, for uh, for uh, Central for Michigan? Chips. Yeah, oh, Central Michigan. Yeah, and uh, he's also got Kobe Lewis back healthy this year too. Uh, to balance it out a little bit. McIlwain is worth something here. In this league, he has won, and he's got, like I said, nation's leading rusher. We haven't seen that too much out of the MAC, uh, possibly over there. But I think Northern Illinois is a little bit over, bit better uh, Central Michigan, over bit. Central Michigan, Bruce, right now at Bet Rivers is 7. That's juiced to minus 125 to the over. Yep. But it is at Sarah, 7 uh, right now. Uh, Randy, you're pretty good in these spots. The other thing is, is that Northern Illinois, you looked at their over – um, their non-conference schedule. I mean, and listen, man, when you when you take those those 
those rental wins, those those cash grab games, I mean, like against Ohio State and some others. Northern Illinois has some winnable games. Eastern Illinois at Tulsa, Vandy, and Kentucky. Now, Kentucky will be their toughest game, but, Randy, they can uh, – I think you might have them as a favorite against Vanderbilt at home in week three. Yeah, and I like them uh... – I like them against the big teams here. They're playing against uh, Vanderbilt and Kentucky, and I would uh, definitely look at uh, some betting situations on those games. And like they said, you got experienced team coming back, 18 starters there. Their coach, you, you guys mentioned him. He was a new coach, kind of a Sean King lookalike from Visa. And <laughs> he looks like, a lot like him, but uh, they play a lot of close games, and they won a lot of close games. And uh, but their uh, defense needs to improve, and uh, I, I see a you know good season. I I definitely would even look at Northern Illinois to win the uh, MAC title again. Uh, there's pretty decent odds on that. As far as Central Michigan goes, like I said, or like Bruce said, I definitely like the coach there. McIlvain's done a you know great job. He's probably one of the better coaches in the. Uh, you don't really know these coaches in the MAC, but. Uh, as far as McIlwain, he's been a you know bigger program, so you know him. And they got a decent quarterback with Patterson, decent wide receivers. The only thing a, a little uh, suspect on Central Michigan is that they only got four defensive guys back, so they might play a lot of over games. So you know these MAC totals, they jump pretty good. So you might want to look at playing some overs there. And I still like them in their big games against Oklahoma State and Penn State, and you're going to get a bunch of points. And like I said before, I like uh, I like small team colleges that have an experienced coach and experienced quarterback going into these big environments and covering those big spreads. Uh, Randy, uh, Bet Rivers Northern Illinois plus five fifty to win the MAC. Uh, is that something that interests you? Yeah, I think that's definitely worth a little play. It's probably maybe a little better than taking the over seven. There was some six and a halfs over there, so uh, you know, taking them yeah. to uh, at the plus five fifty might be a better option for most betters. Bruce, anything else in the West? Western Michigan's win total is six right now. They lose their uh, their skill position trio at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back from a year ago, four and four in the MAC last year. Um, the uh, the Eastern Michigan. Uh, four and four last year. This is kind of a tough place. Is this the Starkville or Pullman uh, of the MAC in Eastern Michigan? Seems like it's a tough place to win in Ball State. Uh, twenty and twenty. They were seven and one in the league. They were four and four last year. And in whole rebuilt defense and new quarterbacks. The rest of the teams in the MAC West. Yeah, I mean, Ellaby was such a good force there at Western Michigan, and he he left early for the for the NFL. And I don't think he got drafted even. So I mean, that might be kind of a a problem there for for Western and, and, and Coach Lester. They they did not perform as well as some of, the, of their results non-conference indicated. They won a game against at Pitt last year. Pitt only lost two uh, two regular season games last year, and they have finished tied at the bottom of the of the of the MAC West. So not sure about Western. The one I would look at here a little bit is Eastern Michigan. Chris Creighton, the coach, he's the Bill Clark of the of the Mid American. He's done a great this, – This you talk about a program nowhere. They have no support there. Uh, Ypsilanti, uh, you know, he's uh, west of Detroit. They, they don't draw anybody there. But, man, he's done great. He's got a tremendous record on the road point spread-wise. 
uh, away from home. And uh, we were talking, what, about six and a half wins there. They've, they've, they've got to hope the Missouri transfer Powell comes through at quarterback, but all the top receivers are back. The offensive line has got experience. Uh, playmakers back on defense, and you've got Chris Creighton, who's been a very good coach there, going to bowl games at, at Eastern Michigan. So I could possibly see six and a half maybe over there. Uh, but I think this team's probably back in the six, get, six wins gets you to a bowl. I think uh, we'll see Eastern Michigan uh, back to a bowl this year. Well, right now it's at six and actually juiced to the under minus 125 uh, at Eastern Michigan. Uh, Randy, anything at the bottom of the uh, projected uh, Mac West that uh, interests you? Uh, Western Michigan, you know, they got, uh, you know, Tim Lester's done a good job taking over for Fleck and the boat has still kept rolling there. Um, most of their swing games are at home, so that might favor them to uh, become bowl eligible, of course, and uh, you know that'll help them out a little bit. And uh, but they, you know, they're going to have a tough time. This has got to be his best coaching job. I mean, there's so much lost on offense. They do got you know quite a bit back on the offensive line, but I see this team mostly as an under team. And you can't. It's hard to say that about MAC teams because usually high scoring games, but. Uh, if you want to look at totals there, I definitely would favor under the total in most of their matchups because uh, they're going to have to rely on a little bit of defense here with all the offensive uh, talent lost. As far as Ball State. Yeah, that is unusual because. I, I don't. Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Randy. Oh, I, I thought we were going to get in Ball State. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this team's going to be an under team for sure, that Western Michigan getting back to them. As far as Ball State, you know, they're set of what, over under about five wins. They do got 11 starters back. You know, the quarterback's new. You know, the week schedule should help them. And they got swing games at home. But I, don't, I really don't see any betting options with this team yet. I mean, just kind of wait and see. Uh, but no opinion really on that team as well. All right, uh, Randy, let's stick with you and let's uh, go to the east. And – I would have to th- um do you do you agree that this is sort of the weaker division? Uh Miami is a pick to win it. Well, at least they have the highest win total. Um they have a lot back on offense including uh Gabbert at quarterback. Uh they lose a ton on defense. So I guess this is what you're alluding to. Um minus uh minus uh, Western Michigan. This might uh, want to be one of the, those classic uh over teams when it comes to those big totals that we see. Uh, in the MAC this year, Miami six and a half. It's juiced to the over minus one forty-one. Yeah, I definitely see them being a uh, shootout style team. You know, they got they got Gabbert back. They got their offense looks strong. Nine starters, but their defense, of course, got shredded. But they're trying to add transfers, so uh, we'll see what happens there. And uh, they're another one of these teams I like against the big sco- uh, big schools. I like them against Kentucky in that first game, probably getting over three touchdowns. Okay. That's one situation I like them. I like them against Cincinnati. You know, they actually got a home game against Cincinnati, too, if you want to look at the schedule. They must have, you know, they probably played there last year, so they got a home game against Cincinnati, which is rare. And uh, that that looks like it's supposed to be about an 18-point spread. I'd kind of like in that situation. And what was the other one? Well, against Northwestern. And we'll see uh, Northwestern this week coming up and see how good of a team they have over in uh, Ireland. That'll be an interesting game against uh, Nebraska. So you get a little feel there, but uh, yeah, they definitely look like a shootout team, and uh, you know, definitely the weaker side of the division is the east side. 
Yeah, they did uh, open up uh, at Cincinnati uh, last year. And that's some tough uh, – Some tough. Um, you know, Robert Moore should be a win, but at Kentucky, Cincinnati, at, Nor- at Northwestern uh, is certainly winnable uh, this year. We'll get a look at them uh, over at uh, Croke Park in Dublin uh, this Saturday. Bruce, uh, the Miami Redhawks. Yeah, I mean, I think Randy's probably right here. I could perhaps see some overs there with Gabbard at quarterback. Uh, very established there. Uh, lots of starts in the past, very productive. Chuck Martin's, though, been sort of treading right here, you know, six, seven wins. I mean, that seems to be where Miami is kind of maxed out in recent years. Um, so D was respectable. They do get some playmakers back, uh, respectable in MAC terms. But Martin has yet to make that sort of big breakthrough. He came over from Notre Dame where he was an assistant. And they've been sort of treading water here. So I think their win total is right about there where it should probably be because that's where they've been ending up every year. But they haven't been able to kind of take that leap up. And what you said a moment ago, Jimmy, I think the other half of the MAC is a little bit stronger. And when they play those crossover games with those teams, um, it's a little bit tougher go. So that may suppress their win total a little bit. But I think they're this is a 500 sort of team. And, again, uh, the MAC sort of team, you'll probably see them back in a bowl with six wins, maybe seven. I think that's where they're going to max up. All right, uh, Miami, Ohio, second choice at Bet Rivers to win the MAC at plus four fifty. Again, we said Toledo was favored plus three three hundred. Miami plus four fifty. Northern Illinois, who Randy sees some value there, plus five fifty. Central Michigan at plus six fifty. The top odds, uh, the top four odds in uh, to win the MAC. All right, so the next three all have the same win total: Kent State at five and a half, Buffalo at five and a half. But a big circle around Ohio, which both of you guys are bullish on the under in Ohio. Well, I, I, I got a, I got a feeling why. Life after Frank Solich. Well, it's not just good, not just a bad thing for Nebraska, but it's also a bad thing for Ohio out of the MAC. Three and nine last year, and just not sure how good they will be this year as well. Is that win total at five and a half a little bit high based on their history? And and mostly with Solich, Randy. Yeah, I I definitely think it is. You know, you got a new coach there in uh, Elbin. You know, I get a they do return their quarterback in O'Rourke, but uh, I mean they only return five starters. You know, and definitely the swing games are all on the road. Their ceiling only looks like a five-win team. You know, I broke it down pretty good last night, and I had to. Uh, get on the count and make a good wager on the uh, Ohio Bobcats under five and a half. I just think the schedule here is just too tough for them and the crossovers and everything. And uh, I just don't see their ceiling being any better than a five-win team. It's going to be very hard with a new transition. And uh, I just think it's very difficult. Uh, they do got you know a couple easy games in there, but uh, five is about the most for this team. Bruce, I ask you guys separately and uh, without any influence from Randy, uh, you had the same one circled under on Ohio. Yeah, we're both thinking the same here. Now, the specifics with Albert last year. Remember, Frank Solich retired in July. Um, Albin had sort of been groomed as his replacement, although it came much more suddenly last year. But there wasn't a lot of transition. He was already on staff. In fact, he had been with Solich all the way at Ohio U, and he was with him back at Nebraska, too. Uh, So, I mean, he's Solich reincarnated, they think, but maybe not. He was the offensive coordinator before, uh, and he took over as the head coach uh, late last last summer. This offense dropped off big time 
uh, Randy mentioned uh, Rourke at quarterback did not have a great year. He was splitting time last year at quarterback, but they were 10th in uh, scoring uh, in, uh, in, in the MAC. The defense really dropped off, though. They were 104 nationally, uh, and the drop-off was very pronounced last year. And it was – you can, you know, trace that to the coaching, even though there was familiarity with Alpin Sure, But, I mean, uh, Solich, uh, as a game coach, very good. We know that he had won pretty consistently there at Athens. And to drop off that much, it is very easy to draw that, that uh, line to, well, you know, no Solich there. Um I don't think having a full offseason for Alvin is going to change the dynamic too much. I think the arrow is pointing down here, and we've seen this before. A lot of these career assistants are not always uh, you know, suited to become head coaches. This might be another example. Five and a half looks very optimistic on the win side. Like Randy, I look under. That season opener in uh, in Ohio where Florida Atlantic, uh, Florida Atlantic is three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at Ohio uh, in that game, which is kind of a swing game uh, for them. You know, one of those 50-50 games uh, that we'll see early. So Jimmy, that tells me, uh, yeah. Well, no, Penn State and Iowa State on the road after that, too. So they don't oh, beat Florida Atlantic. Yeah. They're coming out 0-3 if they don't beat Florida Atlantic in the opener. Yeah, they should beat Florida. But, uh, yeah, no, they're not winning a Happy Valley or uh, in uh, in Ames. No doubt about that. <laughs> um, Randy, anything about Kent State and Buffalo, those other five-and-a-half win total teams in the MAC East? Yeah, Buffalo is, uh, you know, they're losing a lot. Um, they lose a, their coach, uh, Linnequist. He's been there, you know, what, only his second year, so not real strong. They lose a quarterback. They lose uh, their running back, McDuffie. Their schedule looks pretty tough, you know. they got to go to Maryland right away, and I don't, you know, I don't like uh, young coaches. I don't like uh, that could be a game where they get trounced. I don't like young coaches. I don't like new quarterbacks going into big environments. I think I've stressed that on this podcast. I, I like experience. As mm-hmm. um, far as this team goes, uh, the schedule, most of, most of their tough games are, you know, of course, swing games are on the road. And I would lean uh, under five and a half with this team because I just don't think they have enough returning and their coach is new. All right. Uh, Kent State, Bruce, uh, anything that you see in them? Yeah, they got one some more tough note. games, man, at Washington, Oklahoma, and Georgia. I mean, yeah, how they, banged up are they going to get after those trips early? Yeah, they, they really do. One, one more note on Buffalo, though. Remember, Linguist last year, I'm almost ready to give him a little bit of a mulligan. He came in late, but unlike Albin, he wasn't on staff. He was at Michigan, where he'd just been hired as a defensive coordinator. And then they, when Leopold left in May, they pulled him in. So he had a little tough go last year, and he is at he's hit the transfer portal big. But like Randy said, um, Linguist still very much the jury is out on him as a coach, and they look like they've slipped since then, uh, since the uh, Leopold years. Kent State, this is the quintessential MAC team. I mean, you talk about uh, high-scoring offenses. That's what Sean Lewis likes. Uh, he's been ticketed maybe as a guy to watch to move up out of the MAC. Um, Kent State's been getting into minor bowls here. Now, uh, this offense is very up tempo. Now, Dustin Crum was a great quarterback. Uh, for Kent State in that Sean Lewis offense. Uh, he has uh, departed. They seem to like uh, Colin Schley, uh, the, the the backup last year. They have a lot of uh, a lot of hope that he's going to be able to pick up where Crum left off. They'd have to be very, very productive to do that. But Lewis's offenses, offenses have been very productive. For Kent State to make a move, though, 
they're going to have to do something defensively. And uh, that's where they have really lacked in recent years. Part of that, now part of those numbers, I think, due to the fact their game's been played at such a high tempo and Crum scoring all the points offensively, but still the defense didn't generate many stops. Um, you know, I'm not sure the schedule's conducive to them having a big year non-conference, but they can. Um, might maybe do some business in league. What I would more do with them, I don't see them as a season win either over or under, but the Lewis, the Lewis factor uh, in the MAC midweek games, totals, high scoring. Kent State's been involved in a lot of those. And if Schlees is good as they say, they may not miss Crum that much. So I think much more of the same from Kent State. All right, uh, the bottom two teams uh, in the um, the MAC East. Uh, Randy, first of you with uh, Bowling Green because I know uh, Bruce has an opinion on Akron. Bowling Green four. Juice to the over at minus one forty-eight. Bring back a vet- veteran quarterback and some uh, and some weapons at the skill position and an experienced offensive line. Uh, a lot of guys uh, with eight starters on defense as well. Bowling Green, who was so low, so so weak uh, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe a sign of uh, improvement here. Yeah, and I didn't get to add anything with Ken State, but I would. Uh... Also, lean under on this team. I mean, they got a really tough uh, out-of-conference schedule. So that's that's the only notes. I was looking for my notes on that one, so I apologize. But uh, as far as Bowling Green goes, I see their uh, over-under set. Of, what's that? No, yeah, I, I mean, see Bowling like Green. I said, you know, and, and how, how, how is how is it at Washington, at Oklahoma, and at Georgia, how are they going to come out of that physically as well? you know, for the rest of the back season. So uh, whoever did the, that favor of scheduling that that non-conference schedule to start off, thanks a lot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as Bowling Green goes, I mean, I see the over-under is at uh, four. Uh, their coach is in his fourth season, and you see, usually see a little jump sometimes. So you might want to look at that, this uh, Coach uh, Loeffler. And he has a decent quarterback and uh, wide receivers and a tight end. So, I mean, they could look to be an over team. They also have a tough non-conference. They play at UCLA, Mississippi State, and Marshall. So, and, and their swing games are all on the road. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't see any betting value yet with this team, but uh, they could be a good team to look at because teams are usually in the, the coach's fourth year is his players. So, usually you can see a jump on that. So I definitely will look at Bowling Green later in the season. Bruce, uh, the Akron Zips, uh, Joe Moorhead, after spending five years there as an assistant, the former Mississippi State head coach, former Penn State offensive coordinator, is back. There were 2-10 and ten last year. Their win total is 2.5. So Juice to the under, minus 121 at Bet Rivers. Boy, more, and you were, you were down there with me and uh, when Moorhead was at SEC media days. You talk about a fish out of water in Starkville when he was at Mississippi State. I mean, when a guy goes in there, and and I even talked to him at Media Days, and he wanted to talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates and taking the kids on the Duquesne incline and going to Kennywood Park. This is all Pittsburgh stuff. He's a Pittsburgh guy. And you talk about that stuff in Starkville, like, what? What? He just didn't fit. And he didn't do all that badly although they dropped some off after Dan Mullen was there. Um, and he was out after two years. They saw it was just not a proper fit. This might be a better fit 
for for Moorhead. Uh, he had been a head coach at Fordham once upon a time and did did fairly well there. Of course, he was at Penn State with James Franklin as the offensive coordinator. And the thought is that you know this is maybe where where Moorhead could fit better. I don't want to get bogged down too much with names and in, in, in players and returnees. Now, the, though the quarterback Irons six six, great athlete. Uh, he was hurt part of last year, but he does offer them some upside. But this is one of these situations that we talked about uh, other other previews, uh, Jimmy, where a team that is uncommonly bad, as Akron was the last few years with Tom Arth. He was obviously not suited for it. They did not have offense. They've scored under twenty points per game the last four years. They were they should not have been that bad. And oftentimes, I wrote about this in the gold sheet last year. Uh, when you get a coaching change. Things and it's an upgrade, and I don't want to I'd be careful if I'm giving uh, must, uh, Moorhead too much credit here. But I cited when Lou Holtz got to Minnesota after Joe Salem was there. Minnesota might have been the worst Big Ten team I ever saw in 1983. Uncommonly bad. They shouldn't have been that bad, but they knew Salem was on his way out. As soon as Lou got there, they were competitive the next year. They got to a bowl in his second year. Now I'm not comparing Moorhead to Holtz, but I'm saying this can be an upgrade you want to watch. They got the opening game against St. Francis, which they should win. And it's yeah, a little bit tougher non-conference after that, a lot tougher. But in the Mac, if you get that win, you just got to get two more wins the rest of the way uh, to get over this total. I think they can do it. I think they get to three or four. And, again, it's one of these situations where this is just from me doing this for all of these years, and you see these situations that just unravel much worse than they, they should. Just the stability from a coaching staff that's going to be there. A lot of these players don't have to worry about having to transfer out. The coaching staff will be there the next year worrying about a coaching change. They don't have to worry about that. They will be better, and I think they will get above two and a half wins. Yeah, Joe Moorhead, I remember that as well. So, I mean, you know, forget the Pirates and the Gondola and the Clark Bar and Duquesne and stuff like that. Give me more fried chicken on a stick, Lil Dewey's barbecue sandwiches, uh, and also the turf management curriculum for golf courses at uh, Starkville in Mississippi State. So, Randy, uh, in review, um, under Ohio, both you and Bruce, like the under five and a half there. Uh, you see some value in Northern Illinois plus 550 uh, to win the MAC this year. You like Northern Illinois in non-conference games against SEC foes uh, at home against Vandy and in Lexington against Kentucky. Um, you like uh, Miami, Ohio uh, versus Kentucky as well. You've got leans to uh, Buffalo under five and a half and Kent State uh, under uh, uh, Kent State under five and a half as well. Anything that I missed that you like in uh, reviewing the MAC, Randy? No, that all looks correct. I mean, uh, it's going to be an exciting year for the MAC, and uh, you know they they play tough usually against the higher uh, teams when they get a chance. So uh, look for some of that value, and uh, of course you usually get a better line uh, closer to the game time, so uh, you don't have to bet these games too early. There you go, uh, chalk early, dogs late. Uh, so kind of wait on those uh, numbers uh, for that uh, last minute public action uh, to come in generally a good approach uh, and bruce uh, over akron two and a half uh ohio under four and a half northern illinois over where am i over seven uh at uh, bet rivers right now 
Yeah, I, I, those are some I like. I think, you, you know, we might be able to make a, a little case for Eastern Michigan just because of my respect for Creighton and maybe getting over there. But I think what you said earlier was true. They, uh, the, the other half of the, uh, uh, of the one half of this league is much better than the other. And one caution in these leagues, we talked about this in the Conference USA preview, watch the injury situation as the season goes on because depth uh, is not quite there at these, at these level, at, at this, these leagues, uh, these group of five uh, leagues. And that can change the dynamic quickly. So the team you see on the field that might be playing okay in September – they start taking some attrition by Halloween time, it could be going pear-shaped. So really watch that week to week in the MAC. And uh, one thing as far as the MAC is concerned also, the Western Michigan, the last game against Northern Illinois, Northern Illinois had already clinched their division, so they were kind of resting some players in that one. And I think Nevada brought the fewest players to a bowl game of anybody and was no contest uh, in that one. So those are a little bit of an asterisk uh, by those two wins. Uh, the last two wins for Western Michigan. For professional sports uh, gambler Randy McKay, for the Gold Sheets, Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Ott. This is Sports Better's Paradise, our Mac preview here on the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel.